This is another a City at the Table podcast, another, another hot topic. Um, I'm here with, it's your boy Lawrence Green. I'm here with my awesome co-hosts, Brooke Majors, Michelle Nemo, and Dwayne Sampson. And tonight, today's topic is, is the church homophobic? Um, I think this is about to uh, be a juicy topic that we're going to talk about on today. I think it's prevalent. It, we see it every day. Um that's going on in reference to the church and the LGBTQIA community. Um, I wanted to talk about some recent, um, some recent uh, news, you know, just to open up the floor to see where we are in reference to um, this. Uh, the most recent thing that I saw in reference to the, the church and the LGBT community was seeing the the recent thing about the Chile the homosexual Chile um, newscaster and Brooke Majors is gonna say his name for us. Okay, so the TV show host his name was Jose Miguel Violca. And then the pastor was Javier Soto. And so what had happened was the uh, the producers of the the host's TV show had invited this pastor to talk about. Um, homosexuality and the church and religion and all that different things like that and what had happened was the pastor pulled out a gay flag in his out of his pocket laid it out on the ground and stepped on it and said it was a filthy rag um we haven't really seen the full video because really it's not in english but um there was just like a really big heavy backlash on on what he had did and what he had said um, I don't know what exactly he, if they even got a chance to discuss, but I don't think they really got a chance to go any further. And the TV host ended up quitting his job because he just got tired of, you know, the, um, of not having a say of whether or not people could, who can come on his show or not. Okay. And then, um, I don't know if you guys remember around this time last year, there was the young, um, male named, uh, Ad, Andrew, um, Cadwell. And he, there was a popular video where he was at the Kojic Church Convocation and he had to tell his testimony. And his testimony was, I'm not gay no more. I've been delivered. And goes into this charismatic rant about how he's going to love women and how he's he's uh, not going to wear makeup and that he's not going to wear um, carry a purse and all these different things. Um, and even before the... Uh, uh, after in between these two these two other ones uh, there was recently earlier this year where pastor Kimberell got a lot of flack for um her talking to her congregation about homosexuality and how um it was going to be the death of some of the people in her congregation talking about bishop eddie long that people wouldn't think he had aids if he wasn't you know touching little boys are um andrew cadwell and how he has been somewhat of an embarrassment to the church because of going on jimmy kimball and jimmy kimball um kind of kind of really making a mockery out of andrew and if he's supposed to be like in a representation of that community are coming out his his how his his stance should be so um i'm gonna start this discussion with just a simple question do you guys think that the church is homophobic. 
Ooh, y'all quiet on me. <laughs> I think the church is a lot of things. Um, <laughs> you know, because I mean, you know, if I, I, personally, yeah, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I would say yes, too. I would say, <laughs> I'm getting down. I'm like, what is yeah, the, yeah, that's, I know. What's yeah. the church? You yeah. know, uh, what, what kind of church? Like, yeah. Western church, or is it the biblical church, church or yeah. like what? Depending on the church. The, yeah. yeah. But I think the churches that prom- I'm t- I'm sorry. What was your answer? I don't want to overrun you. Oh no, I'm saying yeah, what you probably yeah, to say. Yeah. I mean, the churches that we're around, this Western society. Yeah. You know, uh, you could probably say that those churches have a lot of focus on you know condemning yeah. homosexuality. I was gonna say like the churches that are preaching and holding signs up outside of yeah. saying gays and going, like, you know, I don't know where it is, but there's, like, one particular, like... West Bureau Baptist Church. Yeah, like, believe. churches like that, that are out there preaching hate and, you know, just condemnation and, you know, condemning and thinking they're doing it in the name of the Lord. Yeah, I think those churches are homophobic. I think if you're really not understanding what the message of the gospel and the hope of um, Christ is, you know, I think, of course, it's going to get twisted and manipulated and perverted um, to portray that it is homophobic. Um, I wanted to define homophobic. Um, This was the a simple definition of it. Well, when I type it in on Google, it says a dis. The definition was a dislike of or prejudice against homosexual people. Mm -hmm. But then Wikipedia had this real in-depth definition which kind of made me like question it a little bit Mm -hmm. it says um homophobia encompasses a range of negative attitudes or feelings towards homosexuality or people who identify or are perceived as being lesbian gay bisexual transgender lgbt it has been defined as contempt prejudice uh hatred um anti-pathetic Pathy may be based on irritation of fear and often related to religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. And so, like, reading, I remember when I when I looked at it from the um, Wikipedia definition, I was like, well, Wikipedia says not only hating the people, mm-hmm. but hating the act. Mm-hmm. But the simple definition of homophobia was a dislike and a prejudice towards just the people. Mm-hmm. And so I think based off of those definitions, it's kind of like, you know, it depends on how you how you view it, what is homophobia yeah. to you. Yeah. Because I feel like as a Christian believer, um, the view is, is that homosexuality is a sin. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's it. But yeah. now the, the issue comes is that when I'm refusing to show love towards you mm-hmm. or letting you know that, you know, the, the issue isn't homosexuality, but sin as all together. Like everything yeah. about you is a sinner. Everything about you needs to be saved by Jesus Christ, not just the fact of homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And like the, I think that is when the issue comes, when we can't allow people who are homosexual to come into the church and to, you know, get God just like everybody else gets God. Mm-hmm. I think, I think too, the issue is, um, I think the big issue is now is like it's 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 a battle of do you accept it or do you not? And I feel like again, it's I feel like the issue with the church and why it could come across as homophobic is because now we're we're judging something because we can see an external sin. Mm-hmm. You can see that about a person, you know that about a person, but you don't really know what 
you know, goes on in a, an average person's heart on a daily, you know, that's still sin, mm -hmm. you know, and so we, we can sit here and throw out scriptures of Leviticus and, you know, it's unclean and abomination and things like that. But I, I feel like if you really don't have an understanding of what Jesus is calling us to do and to love everyone, um, I saw this uh, post where it was like, you know, the churches when they be having like the signs out with the mm -hmm. letters on it, it was like, God was like, just love people and I'll sort them out later, mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like that's the mindset we should have. And I feel like the only issue is how you're preaching the message um, because it's sin to in totality. Mm -hmm. But if you're focusing just on one particular sin, then you get away from the whole, like the whole point, you know? And um, I feel like if you, if you look at it as just loving people, the only time I would say if there is any discord or confusion is if individuals are trying to now project that lifestyle, you know, in a church like okay we can welcome you in a church and you know most of the time as a believer we know that the act of that is wrong mm -hmm. you know or it doesn't line up with god who he is but the second that you become to try to cause division discord strife planting seeds of no this is okay and now you're trying to get that thing spread that's when i think it's an issue within the church if someone is literally trying to, if the enemy is trying to come in mm -hmm. and and cause strife and discord that's what i think when it can be an issue because that's not the household. It's going to be confusion, and that's not what God wants us to be confused. Exactly. And, but that is what's happening. That's yeah. exactly what's happening. I think um, there's, um, it's popular. There's these two pastors in um, Atlanta. Mm -hmm. um, these two, uh, it's a homosexual male couple, and they have a church where mm -hmm. they have, you know, all different types of, you know, LGBT people. Um it within that church mm -hmm. and then you have this doctrine saying you know that's coming out that people can be um that it's okay to be homosexual mm -hmm. and then i remember there was uh, i remember years ago there was this video that came out um of this guy named anthony vines mm -hmm. and he has a book called um i believe it's called the gay christian mm -hmm. um and he did a video that was, you know, uh, populating all over the place where he was trying to say that um, I studied the scriptures and I realized that it's it's okay to be homosexual as long as it's in a committed relationship. And he was going and he was debunking all the scriptures. I mean, he was going through uh, the Leviticus. Mm -hmm. He was talking about Genesis, Romans, Corinthians, you know, hitting all of them. And like talking about the um the story with Lot and them and just like like taking the words and relooking the words and saying, Well, this is talking about male prostitution and mm -hmm. this is talking about well, um Sodom and Gomorrah didn't get burned up because of, you know, the homosexuality it was because they weren't loving in a group or something, mm -hmm. something, all this different stuff. Yeah. And like I remember watching the video and not really being able to con like be able to like combat it or not be able to combat it but just like to find the truth out of it mm -hmm. because it seemed like he has some legit points because he was he was taking the word he was using the greek mm -hmm. all the little words and gulugan and all this different stuff it, it would only be like a year later where i myself was researching some stuff and i was really going through some hard times and i my two i myself had you know have had you know issues with same-sex attraction in the past mm -hmm. and I remember just being in a really low place with God because it was just like I know the whole, I had this encounter with God where it was just like okay you need to let this go mm -hmm. but I could not you know biblically show you you know what it you know sound biblical okay this is what it is mm -hmm. and so I remember 
just being like, okay, God, there must there's some confusion somewhere mm -hmm. because you're saying there's people that are living Christian lives and living a homosexual lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, but I know what you told me. So yeah. I'm just like, where is the where is the 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 the, the um the boundary? Where's like the boundary? Like where is like the so what where's the confusion here? Yeah. And I remember just going back and researching what he had did and like really looking at it. And um, God was able to show me that this was um, a perception, a wrong type of perception. Because you know what? Out of all those scriptures, Anthony Vines did not bring up Jesus. Mm. And a lot of people think that Jesus did not talk about homosexuality, but he did. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was when he defined marriage. Mm. And then it was just like, because I believe the premise of what Anthony Vines is coming from is that um, if I'm a homosexual, there's no way possible that I can ever be straight. And I think when a person that's homosexual or deals with same sex attractions, the, it, the, when, it's come out, when it's about coming to God, it's about just coming to God. It's not coming to God and being like, okay, I need to be made straight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just coming to love, knowing the love of God that He has for you, knowing that I'm a sinner, everything holistically about me is a sinner, and coming to God about it, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I think His premise was is that you know I'm not. It's just like it's not possible for me to change. So what am I supposed to do? Just live single for the rest of my life? So I think what His argument does it projects fear of being alone. Yeah. And then another thing that, you know, what I learned from it was that in the aspect of marriage, um, he's just like, it's not wrong if it's in a love committed relationship. And I was just like, this is just a, a, a background just to support gay marriage. Yeah. Because now if I'm saying that it's okay, that this is who I am mm -hmm. and that, you know, and I'm looking at it equal to heterosexuals and me not being married is a, considered a sin or a lustful way, then that means I need to get married. And so then it's kind of like, all right. So I was like, God, how do you define marriage? And Jesus literally defines marriage as, he's like, okay, you got to go back to the beginning where I made male and I made female mm -hmm. back in the Genesis. And then for me, that was the, the breaking point that was the okay god i know i had my spiritual experience with you mm -hmm. and now i know how to combat it when it comes to your word mm -hmm. that this is what it is when it comes to the premise of homosexuality of whether it's you know whether you want to say right or wrong that doesn't change the fact that i'm not going to love people mm -hmm. that, that that they don't that you know salvation is not given to them but i just understand from like for me and the premise of what it is when it comes to god's word and what the spirit has shown me in my own personal life mm -hmm. when it comes to it not saying that it's been easy not saying that the thoughts that combat me in my mind mm -hmm. that are not, not easy to deal with but i take i feel like i take every single day a step at a time and i allow god to show me and teach me in that and um I believe like if the church understood that and was be able to explain this to people because people mm. really do have these thoughts. Yeah. People do have deal with confusion when they were in a young age. Mm -hmm. And they really yeah. like this stuff really does feel natural for some people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I have to recognize that, you know, I got to get born again. There's a new nature that God has given me. And I feel like people don't take the time out to teach that to really get to the nitty gritty and really just understand and seek to give the gospel mm -hmm. 
in a way that reaches people instead of just like trying to attack the sin, yeah. but a li- holistically look at the person and look at the heart. Yeah. Yeah, the thing about homosexuality is that when you say you know, holistically look at the person, I feel like a lot of times people who do deal with homosexuality or people who are homosexual and not Christians who believe that Christians hate them or dislike them is because a lot of times, you know, people adapt to homosexuality. Not only does it affect their sexuality, but it actually affects their whole identity. It affects their personality, how they dress, where they go. And um, a lot of times people look at that and people are saying, okay, the fact that they don't like my sexuality means they don't like my identity. They don't like nothing about me because this mm-hmm. is my whole personality. So when people... Because a lot of times when it comes down to homosexuality, you don't have a lot of... I mean, I can't think of a lot of sins that, you know, define a whole lot of me, you know? Usually yeah. this thing has a piece of me here, True a piece story. of me there. Yeah. But homosexuality, it, it defines, like, a lot of me. Where I want to go in life, yeah. who I want to be with for the rest of my life, how I dress, where I go, all of that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people feel... Um, Along with for some, along with this view of you know, for some reason this Western uh, church has has a focus on homosexuality more than a lot of other sins, that doesn't make the fact that okay I'm homosexual and they don't like my whole identity better because it's like okay one versus the other now and then it goes to like what you said Brooke how sometimes it's like you have to force to accept it or not mm-hmm. when it shouldn't be like that and yeah. then it, it needs to actually holistically be viewed as one sin compared to. A whole bunch of them, you know, mm-hmm. all being the same. Yeah. But why do you guys make, make? Why do you guys think that homosexuality is like a pedestal, like on a pedestal, you know, compared to other sin in this society of church? I think basically on the premise of where we live, because I feel like at the Eastern Church they don't play games with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this ain't even honestly a conversation over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, because even in their laws, they they kill homosexuals yeah like in some african countries they, mm-hmm. in asian countries they they will mm-hmm. kill you if they catch you and even close to doing anything mm-hmm. of that nature mm-hmm. and so i think here where we have a lot of freedom mm-hmm. and sexual freedom at that to be able to do whatever whenever however we want to do it mm-hmm. then that becomes a you know a, a issue or something that needs to be addressed I think it's also like what Bert said, an external sin that we can all see mm-hmm. and not really understanding that just because it's an external sin, we all deal with an internal sin that you can't see. Mm-hmm. And so since it's something that we can see, we make it seem as if that's the thing that is wrong with the person and not understanding that everybody has their own little secret or their own little sin that they are dealing with and then also I think with the um with the society that we live in it has been engraved in us that homosexuality is so wrong and that it's always been marriage between a male and a female that now that it's becoming okay I think that's the thing that we point out because it's the number one thing that has is really changing if we really think yeah. about it within mm-hmm. our society when it comes to relationships because interracial marriage has been there for a while mm-hmm. but homosexually homosexual relationships haven't because it's always been undercover mm-hmm. and now that it's becoming more out out there mm-hmm. it's like that that that's right there is wrong mm-hmm. you know and so, um, and then also it, it wasn't until, honestly, for me, I always, like, 
had like you know hesitation with people that were homosexual and it wasn't until like recently when I was at my job I had to work with a nurse that was homosexual and you, you could tell from their outer appearance they were the opposite um, sex and it, we had to work with each other it wasn't as if like you know he could do his own thing and I could do my own thing and it wasn't until we were working and I was like I need help with this and he was like I need help with that and I was like hey Elizabeth can you come over here and it wasn't until that that I really saw like he's human yeah. you know he, he there's nothing wrong with him yeah. he's still human and the, one of the things that really made me feel like made me feel uncomfortable in the fact that he didn't think I would accept him because every time we talked he always was having his head down and I was like like hey like I understand you're a human like let's talk let's be normal but I felt like he has had so many encounters with people that um, has made him feel so sheltered and he only felt like he could be with a certain group of people that were yeah. like him that he didn't think that outsiders could love him in that way and so I think that it's like um, just an aspect of us understanding that they're human they're still a they're still a person and they're still somebody that God created somebody that God like intended for a purpose to be made out of and I think they may have the wrong perception if they're Christian that they may have a wrong perception of who God is or who mm -hmm. or how the love is wired from God to humanity yeah. in the creation process yeah I want to say that um when you said like just because you can see the sin that still does not define who they are in their heart you know mm -hmm. and so what breaks my heart is like you have Christian, you have homosexuals that are so much more loving, are so much more giving, have so much more compassion, so much more understanding than Christians. Yeah. And that to me breaks my heart because it's like you're sitting here judging someone because you can see what their lifestyle is externally, but in your heart, you're wicked. In your heart, you don't want to change. And like, sorry, it like breaks my heart because I'm just like, that's how God needs us to be. It doesn't matter what the lifestyle is. It's it's the love. Can you can you duplicate? Mm -hmm. Does it reciprocate? Some of these homosexuals can reciprocate the more the love of the love of Christ than some Christians I know. And can duplicate it, but just because their external image dis distracts you, now it prevents you from even being able to love them back. And so I also think a lot of people say, like, you know, church hurt and things like that. No, some of that stuff needs to be addressed. Some of these individuals that did grow up in the church probably were, you know, um, molested or, you know, affected by the, the ministers or whoever that were up there yeah. dealing with that secret sin, mm -hmm. yeah. preaching against it. But we're still affecting children. And that needs to be talked about. Where does this start? It does not. Something does not just start out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I believe. You can't just start something out of nowhere and be unless you're exposed to it and then unless that thing gets a dealt with and addressed and i feel like the church does not provide a safe haven that's what we are supposed to be the church does not provide a safe haven we're supposed to have compassion and understanding and the reason why you know unless you have the individuals that are in homosexuality and they're just like we hate god and we ain't rocking with god okay that's a different story they they don't want to change right now you know we still have to pray for those individuals yeah. but the issue that i feel like the church has that is um continued enabling this idea and this homophobic behavior however you know we frame it is the fact that nobody wants to talk about it yeah Michelle, if Michelle's, I, we have a coworker who's, you know, bisexual or lesbian, whatever, but that, that does not defeat who they are as a person. Yeah. They still have emotions. They still have wants. They still have needs, just like I do. Now, the source where they go, that's a difference. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the issue that needs to be talked about. And I ask them questions. 
when I want to learn about the like the thoughts of you know being a lesbian or bisexual, however they categorize themselves. I ask questions. How am I supposed to get understanding? The Bible says with all that get and get understanding. Yeah. I can't just sit here and preach homosexuality, homosexuality is a sin, abomination, you're going to hell. If I don't understand where your heart is at. Yeah. If I don't understand where your thoughts are at, if I don't understand where your perception, that don't mean I'm going to indulge and agree, but I need some understanding to help you understand so maybe to shed light on it. And it upsets me because we don't want to do that. We just look at a person knowing just because of what they look like externally, they have something to offer that I lack in. Yeah. They probably have more understanding of what it feels like to be rejected, to what it be um, to be um, outcasted than I do. And I can learn tolerance and, you know, and endurance or hope through them. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to look at it like that because it's just, okay, God is going to hell. Then if you preach love, now you're just preaching that God accepts everything. No, that's not what I'm doing. I preach what he put in me. I'm going to show what he put in me, whether you are transgender, whether you're homosexuality. Now, if you want to have a talk about it and you want to ask me, then Lawrence will be able to, per- you will be able to present what you've encountered with the Lord. Mm-hmm. They can't sway you in that. They can talk about it. If you know it's going to lead to a debate, then that's it. But the church does not want to sit down and really address the thoughts that people that deal with this are going through. And providing a safe haven, whether it started when they grew up, when did it start, how. You know what I'm saying? Some people run to other sources because they don't have the proper resources. So again, being accepted um, by your individual coworker who thought, okay, the only people he could be around is like him. Yeah. Or like her. And that's not true. People should be able to look at you as a Christian and know you're receiving God's love. They aren't condemning me. They aren't shaming me. But if they want to have a conversation, we should be able to have a conversation without preaching scripture. Without just preaching. I hate that. You know, God know I don't hate his word, but I hate that approach. Well, Leviticus says it's abomination to sin. (laughs) What understanding are you given besides throwing? That's like me saying, Lawrence, what's the answer? Why? Just that's the answer. <laughs> I want under, you're going to want understanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why our mindsets are wired to think, don't ask questions. Don't do this. Like, come on, work with me. Yeah. Work with them. You got some people that may want to come in and, you know, sit homosexual, want to sit in there and get the word. They love, they love Jesus, but it's a, it's a thing that a lifestyle that they can't break right now. Yeah. You, there's all these testimonies that we hear about, you know, I was a lesbian and 10 years later, God saved me. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I was in, um, uh, you know, just a, a, a whatever kind of relationship and I was transgender, but, you know, God found me. Mm-hmm. And guess who all it is? It's God that does the changing. Yeah. We can't change these people. Mm-hmm. All we can do is continue to love and push his character and his nature towards them. But at the end of the day, that don't mean they're going to change. And all you can do is pray, but to sit there and just put that on somebody and then just shame them and condemn them, you push them one more soul away. Yeah. And people don't want to talk about it. People just think it's heaven or hell. It's sin. It's this. Okay, so so who helps you see the light besides the spirit? (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. Who helps you see an image when I thought God was not effing with me because I had tattoos? Who helped? Who helped me besides the spirit show me love and say that's no, that don't justify who you are. Yeah. You need somebody there, but if, if people don't have the right image or the right example to come and show it, then you it's never gonna it's gonna be the same cycle. Same thought, same mindset, same perception. I can't go there because God hates me. And then not even from the aspect of 
people from the outside of the mm-hmm. church coming in, but what about the people who are already in who deal with it? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they they don't feel open enough to express it or talk about it because they're going to get viewed as, well, I I had these thoughts, or I've done this, or I've done that, so now am I gay, or um, are they going to label me as this, and all this different stuff. And so it's just like you don't put it in an environment for something to be even talked about. Because although <laughs> there may be some people where it's evident we can see it on the outside, but there's some people that are walking around here, mm-hmm. and that's why we, we see these things about these pastors that are coming <laughs> out, touching these kids, or yeah. doing whatever that they're doing later on. Because it was just like, it was that hidden thing. Yeah. And it's still not addressed. Mm -hmm. And sometimes to be the main people that be preaching against it, be the main ones in it. Yeah. Mm. It's a whole nother thing. Or it's like sometimes too, I remember there was this one time I was in high school and there was this young man and he was was saying something about like how he had went to church and they had oiled him up, greased him up and like pray, like not like in that that nasty (laughs) But like... For all my church folks, y'all know what I mean. I mean, you know, by raising the church people, you know, the the laying on of hands okay. in, a, in a holy way. Okay. And like they were praying over him and da da da. And he was just like, he came back to school on Monday. He was just like, yep, still me. Da 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 da. Acting ratchet. Da da da. Just then and third. And I think sometimes we we force people to like. To do these, if we just fix the outside up, mm-hmm. if we just put the girl in a dress, that's going to uh-huh. change the heart. Or yeah. if we put her in this, or if we sign them up for football, if we do all this stuff, then that's going to change the heart. And it only comes from having that true, just dealing with it, what it is, a heart issue and talking those things out. Mm-hmm. It says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So yeah. there has to be a conversation that has to be made that we sometimes we just refuse to have. Mm-hmm. We see all of this stuff, but it's just... We refuse to talk about it, and when we do talk about it, it's in a condemning way and not in love. Yeah. And you ain't never gonna. No one ever is gonna want to open up in an environment of that. I mean, when have you ever felt open to talk about anything, and when you feeling fear and condemned? Mm-hmm. Never. Never. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 there has to be. I, when I've told, when we've told some of our deepest secrets, it was because we were with someone who we felt a connection with, a love, mm-hmm. a, a a oneness with. Yeah. To be able to share. Yeah, I think with with regards to what you what y'all were saying, um, how people in the church can you know deal with homosexuality. I want to talk about. It. I think from a from a male's perspective, I don't know. It, it, it can definitely be because it's so. It can be an embarrassment because because it's so linked. Because homosexuality can be so linked to your identity who you are. If you talk about oh you know, I, I, if I'm a man yet I'm gay, then all of a sudden you know I'm not even a man anymore. You know I can mm-hmm. be feminine or I can be. All these people look at me a certain way. I mean, <clears throat> even like when I was uh, earlier in church, I would think, I don't know, God. I know people deal with sin and they don't want to, but God, I just don't want to deal with homosexuality. And for some reason, out of any other, out of any other sin that you could possibly deal with, I was just like, God, I just don't want to deal with that. I just mm-hmm. don't want to struggle with that. And I think a lot of times it was linked to my, who I could define myself as a man. I was like, if I deal with that, then I'm not a man anymore type of thing. Okay. Being, being immature at, at that time. So I think a lot of times men, because it's so linked to who they are as a man, you know, yeah. cause it's a lot to, a, it's, it's, it's a, you want to be, I don't know, it's hard to explain when you're a man, you want to be a man. So it's like, when, if that thing creeps in, you think, oh, everything about me is a lie, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. and that's what, it, that's not the case, but I can, that's what it can lead to in someone's mind, you mm-hmm. know, so. Yeah, I think to piggyback off of that, 
for me that I feel like that was something because I feel like when women come out mm. and be like, okay, this is what I dealt with. I've been delivered. It's like, mm, yes, boo. Yes, mm-hmm. sis. Yeah, mm-hmm. Amen. And then it's like, if a do- and, and it's you very few men mm-hmm. that really come out and be like, hey, this is what I was doing. And it's it's there's more flack on him because it's like how could you do that? Like mm-hmm. what possibly possessed you in your mind to even think that way or go to that place? And it's just like I really had to for me I had to learn how to build up my own confidence and figure out what was what was masculinity in God's way and mm-hmm. what was that to me and mm-hmm. like understanding okay all these standards that the world is trying to give of what masculinity is and then what God is asking me to do is totally two different things. And so it's just like understanding of as long as I'm doing what God calls me to do and which is to provide and protect and to be a leader. Mm. And that that's the whole premise. And there's some other things, but those are the main premises of what make up manhood. And just being in that place to be able to do that, to show respect, to show love, to be to take that to take some initiation for some things and to do that, I think I'm in a better place now than what I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I really I thank God for like people like um, Jackie Hill Perry and mm-hmm. like you know I I remember before she was really that popular <laughs> than she what she is now. But it's just like where I had to like put the little thirty second clips all together yeah. and like clip it all together. But now you can see full lectures. But like really getting that understanding about some things and she talked about that too mm-hmm. about the difference from when like she's like for her. You know, it's coming out of that lifestyle and being able to tell her testimony, and then for some of her brothers in Christ being able to do it, and I think it is really hard because I feel like, I even in realms of hanging out with other men, I never wanted that to be like my experience to be the reason. Like I can't express how it is. Like I can't give you advice mm-hmm. on relationships or hurt or dealing with this or dealing with you know anything. I want to be viewed as just as much of a man as you are a, a man mm-hmm. and I think I, that was something I just had to learn how to just be confident with myself and then yeah. when I was learning how to be confident with myself I could be able to go in any arena and be like yo this is what it is yeah you don't have to be able to give advice you know but you can be able to give advice whether somebody is um lesbian or gay whatever the terminology you know you can it's still a person's emotional mind that needs healing and help yeah that doesn't that does not that should not be a factor in treating people differently you know because when we recognize they're humans and they're god's people still at the end of the day there, there's no different way to come about it now if you don't have no experience in dating and all that other stuff of course then don't talk you know yeah. but helping somebody and being there for somebody and just like we were talking just being available like that has nothing to do with what son you're dealing with yeah at all Alrighty, so I just wanted to end this podcast with just, um, I pray that anybody in the LGBT community, QIA, you know, the whole squad, um, to just um, not allow what has happened, whatever your experience was to the church to block you from getting the true understanding of the gospel and to really knowing the truth of who he is, that he is, he, that he loves you. And that he died for you just like he died for every single other person out here. And not to fall for every doctrine that just allows for this particular issue to be considered okay. Mm -hmm. Because there are people out there who are literally only out just telling you a lie and teaching you a false reality. Just so they can either justify the doing the same thing Mm -hmm. or to profit off of you and profit off your soul. And that's not love. That's control and that's manipulation. 
Um, I remember I was watching this BET documentary and he says, uh, I used to preach prosperity, but I got more money preaching um, that homosexuality is okay. And this just caused a just uh, amount of just so much anger in my heart for for people out there who for people who are out there who are falling deceived to deceived to this other gospel. And I pray that you eventually come to the knowledge of the truth of the gospel and who he is and his love for you and just learning how to grow in that personal relationship with him each and every single day. Um, this has been another A Seat at the Table podcast. We thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. But this is... So, I'm here with my... I got my co-host. <laughs> Can't forget about my co-host. Bye. Brooke Bages. Bye. Michelle Nemo. Bye-bye. And Dwayne Sampson. <laughs> see you later. Bye-bye. She said bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Thanks for listening. What I would say to someone, um, a young lady or older woman or male, anybody struggling with like same-sex attraction, um, specifically in Christ, even, um, and just like this is your only issue, when really your issue is your heart and dealing with that. Because if God was to just completely save you from homosexuality, but not give you the power to walk by the Spirit and everything, you'll still be a liar. You'll still be a masturbator, probably. <laughs> porn addict probably, bitter probably, you know what I'm saying? So even just seeing like we are holistically in need of God in every area, not just homosexuality. Um, and so as a Christian, if you are if you are a believer, have repented of your sins, God has filled you with your spirit, with with his spirit, and you see fruit in your life, yet you are still dealing with these temptations, don't what the enemy or the devil will do or people will do is because you're tempted, you'll automatically think, I must still be gay because I feel this way. It's like, no, you're human. <laughs> this is what it is. But you are a child of God. And God is gracious and has given you the power to not walk in that anymore. You know, <laughs> like even just... I just feel like I'm talking a lot. But yeah, like <laughs> getting around people that will help you walk and consistently reminding yourself about who God is and who you are in him. And I think people will experience so much freedom when they like their identity is rooted in what the scripture says they are versus how they feel. Um, yeah. I remember the first time I kissed her lips. As my... Heart began to flip off, more convictions beginning to rip by. Grab the hips and kiss the bottom lips, cause I always wanted to try it. For many years, the enemy infiltrated my thoughts with homosexual merchandise, and that day I decided to buy it, but he tricked me. He had me thinking I could just try it one time to see what it was like, and I could move on, but it didn't work like that. One year into me, him, hers, relationship, my gender did a flip like that. Sports, bras over breast wipe, beer over chest wipe, tea over rest. Now the organs that qualify me as a woman lay flat as my back was turned to the king. I'm wearing boxes as if I got something dangling in between, but nope, I'm still a queen. It seems that the outward exterior is often shaped by the inward with the skill of our self-esteem and minds was low. Last time I stepped foot into a church, 
I refuse to deal with the eyes looking down on this deep voice masculine girl yet couldn't see past my face to pray past the pants falling past my waist past the fitted caps and the braids past the past hurt to my heart that feminist ex-stud standing before you today all I wanted was a hug all I needed was someone to tell me of God's love and the delivering power of his blood shed for the lost I had to realize how 1 Peter 2.24 lets me know how he became me on that cross, a stud, so that I would be able to die to this sin and live for righteousness. Yet then again, this flesh of man was enjoying itself. I actually started to consider hell in exchange for her being my wifey. Then one day the Lord spoke to me. He said, she will be the death of you. that moment, the scripture for the wages of sin equal death finally clicked. As much as I thought that I loved him, my eternity wasn't worth that shit. My eternity wasn't worth that hit. My eternity was only worth having faith in what Christ did alone. As my wooden nose of sin grew long because of me lying to myself. Instead of me dying to myself, I was willing to die for myself. There was no blue fairy whispering in my ear. Only the devil and me telling me what I wanted to hear. There was no Geppetto pulling on my strings. I attached myself to them things. Being pulled and manipulated by my flesh and them spiritual beings. The more my wood of sin would grow, I could see it in my face. I can see the wood in my face. I can see them stretched out the wood in my face being the disgrace for the sin I was committing in his face even though I saw his blood on the wood in my face seeing taking the wrath of the father on the wood in my place I still spat in his face but his grace is sufficient as much as I wished I could be a real boy my name is not Pinocchio I'm just me and he's just he the real G-O-D you can see with his eyes, you will see how beautiful you really are. 